The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, recording this on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. This will release before the game tomorrow night versus the Knicks, but recorded it a day early due to my work schedule, but all but loving going into tonight's game. It is a team that certainly no love lost between the Knicks and the Hawks. It is a budding rivalry that has coincided with the ascension of the Atlanta Hawks into the playoffs in the Trey Young era and how the Knicks fans receive Trey Young And coincidentally, the players have followed suit and it's now a little rivalry in the Eastern Conference as far as two teams hoping to crack into the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference, but have management and franchise history and bad luck and other things that have kept both of these teams from cracking the glass ceiling. At least the Knicks have an uh, NBA title in their history. The Hawks do not. The last championship for the Hawks was when they were in St. Louis before they even moved down to Atlanta. So certainly both teams are itching for some success. And the Hawks definitely don't love the fact that they're looking up to the Knicks in the standings. Right now, your Atlanta Hawks are two and a half games back from the Knicks at seven. The New York Knicks are sitting at 32 and 27 right now, five games above 500, playing some really solid basketball. They're on a two game winning streak. I've won six of the last 10 games. They are plus 1.9 in a point differential right now. They're a team that. Plays pretty well on the road. They're 16 and 12 on the road, which is one of the better road records in the Eastern Conference. Atlanta currently sits at 15 and 11 at home. Solid home record. Definitely, we've lost some games that we should have won at home. Most importantly, the two matchups against the Charlotte Hornets, who the Hawks don't love the fact that they lost to last night. And I tweeted out, this is probably one of the worst losses of the season for the Atlanta Hawks. And there are a variety of reasons why I say that. Reason number one, you gave up 144 points to a 16-win Charlotte Hornets team that's in your division that you see four times a year. And after the loss last night, 
The Hawks have lost the season series to the Hornets 3-1. to one. Out of the 16 wins for the Charlotte Hornets, the Hawks are three of them. Three of them. And out of the 43 losses, you only handed them one. That is embarrassing. That is absolutely embarrassing. One of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. You allow them to shoot over 50% from three and knock down 19 of them bad boys. 19 threes given up. 144 points. And the crazy thing is, there are two quarters where the Hawks outscored Charlotte. The Hawks scored 138 points. The problem was not offense. Contrary to popular belief, a lot of people say it's the offense's problem. No, it's not. Offense was not your problem. Your defense was a problem. You gave up 35 points or more in four straight quarters. That's not winning basketball. 36 points in the first quarter, 38 in the second, 35 in the third, 35 in the fourth. And then when you look at them offensively, the Hawks had two 40-point quarters. The second and fourth quarter, they scored over 41 points. But the problem was how they started. A really bad first quarter, not a great first half in totality. A better second quarter, which made things look a little more respectable. But you started off poorly in the first quarter. Couldn't buy a basket. Couldn't get a stop. You came out of halftime. You put up 38, I mean, sorry, 28 points in the third quarter to their 35. You're finishing better, but you're not starting better. And that's been a trend lately that I tweeted. The Hawks have had bad starts but finished strong. And against inferior opponents, it works 60% of the time maybe. Well, in the Hawks' case, 50% of the time because they're at 500. But you can't continue to do that. It's going to bite you. And it bit them last night. It bit them. Just a bad defensive game. Offensively, I don't have a lot of quails. Um, there was a lot of people complaining about Jalen Johnson this, A.J. Griffin that as far as not getting minutes. But you got your wish and you got Sadiq Bay on the court, who had 12 points. So you saw the good that Sadiq Bay can bring you. But defensively, you saw the negative. I mean, and everybody was playing Matador defense last night. No John Collins, which a lot of people knock his defensive prowess or lack thereof for some people. I think, and I am of the belief that he's gotten better and better defensively each year. And certainly he's a better defensive player than Sadiq Bey that was in your starting lineup. So maybe that would have changed some things. You did have some Hawks players coming in with some ailments. Maybe that's something else. I mean, I mean, just defensively, 
I just don't have any words for it. I mean, the Hornets shot 63% from the floor. 63%. The Hawks shot just under 50, which is good on a normal game. But the Hornets shot 63% on 24 fewer shots compared to the Hawks. That is bad. That's defense. That is defense right there. That is not offense. That is a complete defensive failure on the Atlanta Hawks part. On the staff, on the players, it's an it's a team effort. People want to scapegoat Nate or other people. This is a team effort. You can't place this on one person. Everybody gets to blame in this. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. 63%. 54% from three. Charlotte shot. And the crazy thing is, is that the Hawks shot 39% from three. That's higher than their season average. They didn't miss a single free throw. You out-rebounded Charlotte. You forced 17 Hornets turnovers and scored 19 points off of them. You dominated them in the paint 74 to 54 plus 20. It was your defense. Charlotte had exceptional ball movement. The Hawks did too. 26 assists. You allowed Charlotte to have 36 assists, which is probably the most assists we've allowed all year. All year. Great ball movement, great offensive game plan. They were just hot. You got to give Charlotte credit, and you have to chastise the Hawks in the areas where they need to be chastised at. And defense is the main culprit. But like I said, they rebounded. They out-rebounded Charlotte on the offensive glass 16-3. Any other game with some of these numbers for the Hawks, it's a win. You force 17 turnovers on your opponent. You usually win. Outscoring your opponent in the paint by 20. You usually win those games. Out-rebounding them, especially in the offensive glass, thinking about second-chance opportunities, which I don't have those numbers up, you usually win those games. Shooting just under 40% from three, you usually do fairly well in those games. And shooting just around 50% from the floor, you usually do well. Defense was the main culprit. And the most embarrassing thing about giving up 144 points to a 16-win Charlotte team in your division that you should have swept the season series is that you didn't lead the entire game. You never had a lead against Charlotte. You were behind the eight ball early. And play catch up the rest of the game. At one point, Charlotte had a lead of 17 points. The Hawks fought back in the fourth quarter to make it a respectable score. Six point loss, but still bad because of who you played, when you played them, and how you played defense. Guys, I said going into this episode that this was a must win, a layup. You have to win this game to at least split the season series with Charlotte moved to 31 and 28 no 30 and 28 so you're two games above sorry yeah two games above 500 
going into tonight's matchup against the Knicks. Now you have a horrible taste in your mouth because you couldn't play defense. Newsflash, people still like the Sadiq Bay trade. I still don't like it. Yes, he's a he's a three-point shooter. He can space the floor. He can do some good things offensively. But he's also a streaky player, and he's not a great defensive player and not overly athletic. We had him at the four last night. Is that the best place for him? Ugh. I don't know. A lot of you guys clamoring for Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin to get more minutes. Sadiq Bey is going to cut into that. So to celebrate this as a good trade, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And here's the worst thing about it. People trying to say offense was the problem. Hawks had four players over 20 points. The Hawks had seven players in double digits. Everybody who touched the floor for the Hawks scored. Every single person. You got 21 from DeAndre Hunter who had a great second half. He had the highest plus minus on the team. I thought he played an exceptional game last night. He was just around 50% from the floor. One of five from three, not great. He did get four free throw attempts, which is a win in my book. Made all four. As I said, the Hawks, everybody who shot free throws last night made them. Seven rebounds for Hunter. Just a really good game from him in 35 minutes. He was keeping him afloat a lot of times, hitting big shots, and now he may be questionable with ankle soreness going into tomorrow's game against the Knicks. Sadiq Bey in his Hawks debut, 12 points, knocked down three threes. He was 4-9 from the floor, five rebounds, two turnovers. Not bad, zero plus minus. Didn't, didn't do anything to win you the game and didn't do a lot to lose you the game. He played 21 minutes. Out of the starters, he played the fewest minutes. Capella, excellent game for Clint Capella. Really dominated that first quarter. He was the lone hawk doing something in the first quarter. 22 points, 11 to 17 shooting from the floor, seven rebounds, including five on the offensive glass, three assists, one steal. Capella and DeAndre Hunter were your two highest plus minuses last night. Trey Young, not a bad game. 25 points. You'll take that. You know he's going to score his. 7 of 18 shooting from the floor. Not overly efficient. But you got 25 points out of it because he went to the free throw line nine times. Made all nine free throws. So you'll take that. But 7 of 18 shooting from the floor. 2 of 7 from 3. Not the greatest numbers. But 25 points. 14 assists. 2 steals. Was trying to get his hands dirty last uh, last night. I had to give him credit there. But five turnovers. Got to keep the turnovers down. Have to. But 14 assists, 25 points, 9 for 9 for the free throw line. He really, really got it going in the second. Really in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is when he really got it going. Uh, he's been doing this thing where he's been deferring and then trying to turn it on late, which... I do like, but you got to read the room. You got to pick your moments. There was a moment last night where he had Mark Williams, who is a seven-footer with a long wingspan, and you're trying to shoot a three over him. 
That's not smart basketball. That's not what we need in that moment. So yes, to continue to read the room better. Has to. DeJounte Murray, 20 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal. Eight of 14 from the floor, one of three from three, three of three from the free throw line. Solid. I mean, your two best players scored over 20 points. Maybe you get a little bit more out of them, and that's if you're nitpicking offensively, which, again, is not the issue. Not bad. Okongu, 12 points off the bench, seven rebounds, five of eight shooting from the floor. He added three steals, two blocks. Great game from Okongu. Great game off the bench. I love the two-center system between Capella and Okongu. And by the way, uh, Bruno Fernando was not available last night, so he did not play to add to that front court depth. But two good games from Capella and Okongu. Really good offensive game from all your players. Could you have been a more efficient um, if you're Bay and Trey Young and even Hunter? Yeah, you could be a little bit more efficient. But it's not a problem offensively. None. Bogey off the bench, who everybody complains about playing. Is he great defensively? No, but he can knock down shots. He knocked down three threes last night, 11 points. Had four rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block. Thought he played a solid game off the bench. Jalen Johnson, you guys' favorite. Four or seven from the floor, one or two from three, nine points. One rebound. Solid game off the bench. A.J. Griffin shooting struggles continue. Only played 17 minutes. Six points, four rebounds, one assist. Not the greatest game from A.J. Griffin, but I'm not pointing to him as the reason we lost. Everybody who touched the floor scored for the Hawks. Again, it's defense. I'm going to break down a little bit more about bad Bad defense by diving into Charlotte's numbers individually. And then we're going to preview the next game tomorrow night. But first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues. And every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary. And I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other ranked list? I know which one. It's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turned those huge wins into some cash. Or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, we are back. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about Charlotte's numbers. Again, 144 points. Charlotte had 
six players in double digits, four who scored 22 points or more. Didn't get a lot of bench contributions. It was their starters that did the majority of the lifting. It's crazy. Outside of their center, Mark Williams, who's a center, obviously. The other four starting players for the Charlotte Hornets each had four three-pointers made or more. <laughs> four or more. That is... Mm, that's tough. That's very tough. As I said, they had four players with 22 points or more. P.J. Washington, who usually has really good games against the Hawks, 22 points in 36 minutes, 9 of 13 from the floor, 4 of 6 from 3. He had a 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Really good game from P.J. Washington. Really good game from him. Gordon Hayward had one of his better games this year. He always has, when healthy, some pretty good games against the Hawks, and he that was definitely the case last night. Hayward turned back the clock, scoring 26 points on 9 of 12 shooting. Again, very efficient, just like P.J. Washington. 4 of 5 from 3. Knocked down all four of his free throw attempts. He added five rebounds, eight assists, two steals. The corner three was just available all night for Charlotte, especially Gordon Hayward and others like P.J. Washington. And it was really frustrating to watch. That's eight threes combined from the two forward positions for Charlotte. The only person who did not hit a three again, uh, Mark Williams, the rookie from Duke. 15 points, 5 of 7 shooting for the floor, 5 of 6 from the free throw line to get him 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Really good game. The second highest, third highest plus minus for the Hornets last night. Lamella Ball, masterful game. Uh, really took care of the ball. 4 turnovers to 15 assists. Similar to who else? Trey Young. In the assist category. But 30 points, 15 assists, 6 rebounds. He was 12 of 19 from the floor, so so pretty efficient. 6 of 10 from 3. 60% from 3. 6 three-pointers made by LaMelo Ball. Leading scorer for Charlotte. He had a really good game. Really good game. Probably one of his best games of the season. Uh, dealing with the injury coming into the year and... Starting to hit his stride in 41 minutes, 30 points, 15 assists, six three-pointers made. That's a really good game for LaMelo Ball. And Terry Rozier, who's been killing the Hawks all year, when he gets a chance, 29 points, 11 of 19 shooting from the floor, 5 of 12 from three. Terry Rozier is a, a near 30% three-point shooter. He was 5 of 12 last night. <laughs> five assists, four rebounds, two blocks. And then the only other player to score in double digits was Dennis Smith Jr. off the bench, 12 points. Uh, you had Nick Richards, 6 points, 5 rebounds off the bench. McGowan's, 4 points off the bench. So out of the 36 team assists for Charlotte, 15 of them were LaMelo Ball, which is you would expect for him to have the majority of the assists. But 8 from Hayward, 5 from P.J. Washington. Five from Rozier, two from Dennis Smith Jr. The ball was moving, and the Hawks were not guarding. They weren't defending. It was a turnstile. They were just ushering people into the lane and letting them score. Not as much as Charlotte was ushering them, 
But the ball movement was getting the defense out of position for clean, open looks beyond the three-point line. And that's the story of the game. They out-executed you. Their offense out-executed your defense. They got great looks. You played terrible defensively. You didn't really make any adjustments. You didn't play better. You didn't read the room and adjust as a team. And that's everybody involved. So just a bad loss. And I did not expect to talk 20 plus minutes about how bad last night's loss was. I could talk more. Just imagine being in the film room. But you do have another opportunity tomorrow night against a New York team that you're the favorite. You're a three-point favorite. You have to win this game. This is your last game before All-Star break. Brunson just scored a 40-point game. He's feeling good. The Knicks have won two in a row. Five games above 500 going into All-Star break. We'll love to make that six against a team in the Hawks that there's no love lost. And it's a season series that has been highly competitive. Right now, the Hawks lead the season series 2-1. to one. To get that bad taste out of your mouth, losing to the Charlotte Hornets and losing that season series 3-1, to one, wouldn't it feel good if you're the Hawks to flip the script at home and beat the Knicks to win that season series 3-1? to one? Hold a tiebreaker over them. If things get more interesting in the standings, which I foresee that happening. But how are you going to do that? You're going to have to play better defense. The Knicks are not a great offensive team. They're not a great offensive team, but they're a team that can defend. You know, that's what Tom Thibodeau teams do. They defend with the best of them. But you're going to have to defend hell of a lot better than what you did last night. And usually when they have a bad defensive performance, they overcorrect themselves and have a better defensive performance the next game. So I expect them to play better defensively. I liked what I saw offensively. This was similar to that Portland Trailblazers game that they lost where they played great offensively but just couldn't get enough stops. And this is a Knicks team that's actually down defensively. Like I said, they're known for defense, but defensively they're down this year. They're 18th in defensive rating, but they're 6th in offensive rating. So they're a better offensive team than people get credit for, which is why defense is crucial. Crucial for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, this is a team that gets to the free throw line quite a bit. They're not a great free throw shooting team, but they get to the free throw line a lot. They attempt a lot of threes, but they're not a great three-point shooting team. They're not a great field goal percentage shooting team. They rebound really well. They're second in the league in offensive rebounds per game, giving them second chance opportunities, and they don't turn the ball over. So they rebound, they don't turn the ball over, which means that they're not going to do things to beat themselves. Which means that the Hawks really, really have to be on it. I mean, like I said, they take care of the ball. An opponent steals per game against the Knicks. The Knicks are the best in the NBA. They only allow just under six steals a game. They, they don't 
I mean, they, they get people in foul trouble. I mean, they really compete on the glass. I mean, they, they do really well defending the two-point area. They give up a lot of threes, but three-point shooting percentage is not that high. So this is a game where hopefully if you're the Hawks who literally just had one of the worst losses of the season, you would hope that a sense of pride would take over and you want to end this thing right going into All-Star break and have a better taste in your mouth going into All-Star break. You're a 500 team. Luckily, you're in a play-in position, so that's the positive. But you should be better. You should be better. You're 14th offensively, down from last year, but better than you were early in the year. You're 19th defensively. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is right there. And you just have to take pride in your work. Take pride in the game plan. Like I said, this is a physical New York Knicks team. This is a team that's feeling good about themselves. This is a team that wants to be soundly in the playoffs and try to make some noise. They want to. They see an opportunity. Like I said, Brooklyn is going to be continuing to backslide. Brooklyn has lost two straight now. New York is just two games behind them. I mean, the door is wide open. But if you're the Hawks, continue moving the ball. Continue to have an even offensive distribution. But please, please, please defend. That's what it's going to come down to, defending in tomorrow's game. You know the usual suspects? Julius Randle, who had a really good game last time. He played against the Hawks. You have Jalen Brunson you have to worry about. R.J. Barrett, it depends on the day. It really does because there's games where he looks like a game breaker and there's games where he is pretty bad. Pretty bad. That is the best way I can put it. I mean, you have Josh Hart now on the team in that trade deadline trade that they made. Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, who has their game against the Hawks. Hardenstein off the bench, Obi Toppin, getting more minutes. Jericho Sims is a starter now, but on paper, the Knicks don't look like a great team, but they just play hard. They take care of the ball. They rebound. They're a really physical team. I hope the Hawks are ready for that physicality tonight because we do have some players that are banged up. As I mentioned at the top of the program, DeAndre Hunter, Dealing with some ankle soreness. He did roll it late in that game against the Hornets last night. But hopefully he's ready to go. No Trey Young on the injury report. So that's good. John Collins is day-to-day. He was out last night with a sore hip flexor. Hopefully they can have him back tomorrow night. But I hope defense is back. That's all I ask. And that's all you Hawks fans can ask for is the defense to be better than it was in Charlotte. You defend better, but play with that same offense that you played with, you should beat the Knicks. 
at home. You should beat the Knicks, go on an all-star break, get some well-deserved rest, recollect yourself and refocus yourself. You come back and have several home games against some decent competition and get your mindset to playoff basketball, playing playoff basketball, playing your best, trending towards your best. That should be the focus for the Hawks. And it starts tonight, and then you get a chance to rest and relax. Go on a mini vacation. Check out the All-Star Game festivities. Support A.J. Griffin. Take care of those ailments. Take care of your body. So give your all tomorrow night because you're going to be off for seven, six, seven days after that. Give your all. Defensively, give your all. That's what I'm imploring for. So let's see if they bring it tomorrow night. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about one of the hottest new podcasts covering the Atlanta Hawks. You know the drill. Share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans. Does not matter. Put them on to this show. One of the best sources for Hawks news in commentary on the market put them onto our twitter at ethos hawks on twitter that's at ethos hawks and follow myself on twitter at brad jarrett six seven that is brad j-a-r-r-e-t-t six seven beat new york let's go hawks defense play some defense please play some defense we'll catch you guys next time Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.